Coming up next on the Chef Curly Show, we'll be visiting with the creative director of the Texas Cellos. His journey just ahead. Many are predicting that the worst is yet to come, which is unfortunate, said one person here. Until now, they've enjoyed the reputation of being the nation's icebox. Watched a burglar in his home this morning by webcam. As a journalist of over 25 years, stories are what make my world turn. Reporting live from the Dallas Newsroom tonight, Jeff Crilly, Fox 4 News. But in 2008, I took the jump from my familiar life and started a PR firm from my home. We're talking about anyone with a camcorder like the one I'm using becomes a television network. We started slowly growing the company and we now have over a hundred clients and we've branched into the world of live digital broadcasting. I now own eight different TV studios and have a huge team. And the stories that I now get to share are sometimes the most important of my life. Life has a funny way of coming around full circle. This is the Jeff Crilly Show. Well, I absolutely love beautiful music, but I've never been good at it. I remember as a grade schooler, I tried the violin briefly, I tried the piano, uh, I, I just, uh, the guitar briefly, could never master it. And so I am infatuated with people who have gotten to the top of their industry. And my next guest is just such a person, Joseph Kuypers. He is the creative director of Texas Cellos. Thanks for coming on the show. Hi, thanks for having me. And we actually met a couple of years ago at a, at a holiday party and we struck up a conversation and I love how life brings people back together again. But tell us about Texas Cellos. So Texas Cellos is um, a Dallas-based organization and our, our goal is basically to get youth involved in making music uh, we would say that everybody was a beginner at one point. So, you know, it's, it's nice that you talk about me at, at a certain place in like the music progression, but um, the, the learning process is really you must go through from beginner, intermediate, and follow certain processes, and, and finally you become kind of a master. Um, and we just want to include youth, show them this process, show them the culture, um, and invite them in to basically an ecosystem of music making. Mm. Let's talk about the discipline that it takes to master the cello, because we were talking off camera, uh, you know, playing the piano, you know, has some challenges, but playing the cello, you don't even get good for at least a year. You really won't make a nice sound for about a year. Uh, so just the sense of touch with the bow on the string to learn how to make it ring, that takes quite a bit of practice and dedication. Wow. Yeah. Okay, if we're going to have more with uh, Joseph in a second, let's go ahead and run this clip.
Okay, what does it feel like when, when you, you know you nailed it? Like with that, with that song, I saw you smiling before it even started. Uh, was, did you have the sense that, man, this has been an amazing performance and this is going to be our last number? I think that that kind of emotion comes more when like, you're in a flow and you're connecting with your fellow musicians and the audience and the music. And it's actually not about being perfect. And if your mind goes, or if my mind goes to a place where I'm, like hyper aware and conscious of everything I'm doing and I start noticing mistakes, I'm going to get judgmental and I will never have a smile. Because mm. then my, my priorities will be shifted away from like the story and the communication to some sort of sterile perfection. Sure. So let's talk about Moon River because it's such a familiar song. Uh, do you feel any pressure when you're taking on a familiar song because people have their own version in their mind that they're playing? I probably should feel some pressure. I, I generally just look at the music and ask myself, what's it saying? How do we come closest to doing this justice? And then be honest. Mm. And usually you, you give your kind of true interpretation without, without worrying about being original, and you are original. You told me before the show that uh, you look out into the audience sometimes and you see tears. What is it? That has to feel good. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's lovely to be able to get a reaction from people. Um, uh, uh, a, a wonderful pianist, and her name is Martha Argerich, was told by her teacher once. Uh, she was very expressive when she was young, and he's, he told her, it's easy to make somebody cry. It takes a real master to make someone smile. Wow. So I guess, yeah, to make someone smile for music or laugh even, that would be re a real aspiration. Okay, let's, let's pull up the website and let's be scroll down the website. Let's talk about the different things you guys do and how people can plug in. I know you have a gala coming up, and we're going to talk about that in, in great detail. But, you know, how can people experience you guys? Um, you know, go on our website, texascellos.org, sign up for a mailing list. Um, we'll send out updates every time there's a concert. Um, we, have, we do have a large gala coming up with one of the great all-time cellists playing with us, so we're very honored to have Stephen Nisserlis playing, and that'll be in Winspear Opera House. Um, we, Texas Cellos is four years old now, mm. and um, we have just been growing grassroots support, and um, you know, bit by bit, and this is the first year we're doing a large gala, and um, it'll probably be an annual thing, and we'll bring in you know, some large kind of... Uh, hero of the cello world to play with us and, you know, trying to raise support and awareness for what we do. Okay, we're going to pull up the, uh, the gala page off the website, and I want to give you a chance to brag more on um, this amazing talent that you, yeah. you've brought in. So 
probably one of the greatest cellists to ever live. Um, really kind of the pinnacle of a philosophy of music making that is very true to what the composer wrote and um, very expressive. He's a wonderful personality, really funny. He, on, on uh, April 9, we're gonna have a smaller event, uh, Stories with Israelis. He has written a number of books and articles and very, very articulate um, British guy. And yeah, so I, the, the combination of those two nights, I think you'll get, depending on if you prefer the music or more the personal side of things, you could have a very nice exposure to cello. Sure, now do, do, does your team feel any pressure when you have this iconic cellist coming in? I think everybody feels pressure. Um, yeah, I mean, Winspear Opera House is 2,200 seats. So we're a young organization, and we would love it to be full. Okay. <laughs> Tell, us <about> the acoustics. <laughs> Tell us about the acoustics for the people who aren't familiar with the acoustics of, of Winspear. Of Winspear? Yeah. Uh, so it's an opera house. It is probably one of the more beautiful halls that we have, I mean, I could say in Texas. Uh, Meyerson is fantastic, of course, but um, really stunning arc. Uh, feels a little bit like an Italian kind of uh, La Scala would be a similar type shape. Um, I have heard, I heard Perlman play there three weeks ago. I could hear every note, just clear solo violin. So I think he would love the acoustics. Um, yeah, and, and just stunning space in downtown Dallas. Outstanding. We found a great article written about you a few years ago in the Dallas Morning News. Let's put the headline up because I love it. String Theory. <laughs> uh, tell us about that picture. Tell us about the young people. Well, so Texas Cello started, this was, this was just shortly after we, after we started, um, during kind of the, the middle of the pandemic, I spent quite a bit of time teaching and mostly, you know, pre-college students. Um, I had a little conversation with a student and I it went something like, um, you know, a lot of high school boys kind of get this marshmallow eyes, video game eyes, where they sort of zone out. Mm -hmm. And a big part of my job is just to get them to engage me. Um, so the conversation was something like, how are you? And he would sort of give me one word grunts of answers. Mm, I'm okay. How's school? It's okay. How's this? It's okay. So finally I said, how's orchestra? And he said something to the effect of, it's okay. So I was like, how do you do it? He said, well, we sign into a Zoom call. That's interesting. And then what? Well, I put, my, the, put myself on mute and I play along with a recording. Hmm. And then I looked at him, I said, where do you do this? He said, in my bedroom, sitting on my bed. And what computer do you use? Well, my laptop. And what, you know, what audio do you have? He says, just, you know, the computer speakers. And in this, uh, this moment, like my mind is racing with thoughts of, I mean, I love the cello and I would quit instantly if I had to do that. Yes. You know, because that's just inhuman and, you know, the cello is too loud to hear anyone else. And it was just a recipe for disaster. So we started Texas Cellos as a live music-making alternative with social distancing and, you know, some safety measures in place. But, you know, people could opt in if they wanted to play. We just had overwhelming registration. Really? Um, and that led to then... Yeah, a music festival, then an institute, and everything else that we're doing. Let's uh, let's talk about the the confidence that uh, mastering an instrument brings to a young person. I and mean, I'm sure you have stories of of, of young people who just blossomed uh, once they found their love. Yeah, I think you know I end up talking about this a lot with students. If if we try to figure out what confidence even is. Um, you can't artificially give somebody confidence. Right? So like the self-esteem movement that was really popular in the 90s 
where you kind of tell somebody they're good and then they become good. I've tried that with students. Um, it doesn't work. Students don't actually believe me. What we need to do for anybody, whether it's Michael Jordan coming off the bench with a fever of 103 mm -hmm. and saying, give me the ball, I'll make the shot. I mean, where does he get the confidence to know that? Right. Or a musician walking on stage, you know, under pressure. I think it's, it has to be a knowing that I have done this. Yes. And I've done it under pressure and it's gone well. And I have faced kind of every major challenge or most major challenges around this thing. And I've, I've done it. Yes. And now I believe, and I, I think there's an element of faith. So I was told once that we've got, you know, science would tell us we have um, fight or flight. Those are our big sure. you know, parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous systems. So if you think about music, you don't want someone on stage running away. That'd be a disaster. And you don't want to see someone fighting with the cello on stage. So science must, there must be another option because science is wrong, I would say. Yes. So I would say there's faith as another option. I think it's also like a, a, a team sport, if I can put it that sure. way. I mean, you, you're, when you're uh, in perfect uh, sync with everybody else on stage, it's a, it's a perfect team. When? So let's say everybody is buying into the, the belief that cello is a beautiful and worthy thing and that the piece we're playing is, it deserves our attention and that we ourselves have something to say and our voice is worth being heard. And we all at the same time believe a series of things and we commit our si ourselves, then we get that sort of magic. Mm. But we're talking a huge group of people. And I mean, for a concert to happen, for the gala to happen, we're gonna need a full audience to also dedicate their time and say, you know, coming to hear this concert is worth, you know, our time. Yes. Yeah. Okay, in the final minute or so, uh, Joseph, why don't you look into that camera and talk to the person and why they need to go to the gala. Um, Estrellas is one of the all-time great cellists, rarely plays in America. Um, kind of the fresh authenticity of his playing, I think, is something that will be very special. The orchestra that he's playing with, Metamorphosis Dallas, is a group of some of the most alive, inspired young musicians in DFW. Um, we play without a conductor, which creates a different energy among the musicians, and there's a sense of ownership that I think um, will be palpable. Um, to the audience. And lastly, you're, you know, by buying a ticket, by being there, it will support uh, some really wonderful work that we have been doing now for four years. And uh, we would be grateful for, for your support of, of cello and of beauty. Outstanding. Great way to end the segment. We'll also leave you with the website one more time, with the, which is texascellos.org. The great Joseph Kuypers. Thanks for coming on the show. Hey, thanks for having me. That's it for now. We'll see you next time.